I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If they had a better option, then, you know, I think that Mac Jones would, if he wouldn't already be on the bench... He would be playing for his job this weekend against the Colts because normally teams, prudent teams like the Patriots who don't rush into anything, you know, they normally take a beat during the bye week, reassess, self-scout, where are we? Do we think we can do better with somebody else? Can we get somebody else coached up now at this point, you know, with a bye week, with extra time? You know, I think that if Mac doesn't play better this week, then I think that he is in danger of losing his job. I'm just telling you what the film shows, and that's what the film shows. I'm a Mac guy. I'm a believer in him. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's been let down by times, at times by what's around him. But the evidence is just becoming too overwhelming that he's leaving too much on the field, too many plays on the field that could make this team uh, you know, come out ahead in some of these games, especially against a team like the Commanders. The Greg Bedard Patriots podcast is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Ah, yes. Another week, another loss to talk about. We'll get into that Washington game in a minute. First, this episode brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. And, of course, our friends at Odds are an app that combines AI and machine learning to suggest smart sports bets. He's Greg. I'm Nick. The quarterback is Mac Jones. Your thoughts, Greg, on Mac and what you saw. And I just see a note from you today, and it reads, Mac should be headed to the bench. Um, yeah, and I've kind of been there for, you know, a couple weeks. I think, you know, if you look at – uh, his overall play um, outside of the Bills' fourth quarter, uh, he has not played good football for, I think it's five games now. I mean, it's just Sunday wasn't any better. And Sunday was probably more frustrating to me from watching him because I thought he had a lot of opportunities. I thought the protection was pretty good overall. And he just, he 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 doesn't, settle down he doesn't take the extra beat he doesn't step up in the pocket you know whereas and you you look at who they played the commanders and sam howells you know in the other huddle and sam howells doing all the things that i talked about i mean he's not on a very good team i mean he has really good weapons Uh, i'm sure mac had a lot of weapon envy in this game And, and look there are certainly big things wrong with the patriots in terms of the personnel they're putting out there I mean, trying to come back in the fourth quarter with Hunter, two tight ends, 
um, you know, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, Ramondre Stevenson, and Demario Douglas. Like, really, only probably Henry and Douglas out of that group should be on the field on a real NFL team. But this is where the Patriots are. And, and look, there were certainly issues in this game with drops, with routes, the Juju drop on the interception. You know, when I go through and I grade, like, I give Matt credit for all of those. Like, the throw to Juju that ended up being an interception, it's a plus play for me. It's not a minus play. Uh, but there were just out of I had I gave him 13 minus plays in this game. Eight were poor decisions in my mind. I mean, he's leaving plays on the field. He's leaving potential touchdowns off the field. Uh, and it's not. Where I'm where I'm frustrated is that it's not getting better. Like I understand and I give him some leeway because of the, all the issues that they had with the offensive line early in the season. And I do believe that pressure accumulates and leaves a lasting effect on a quarterback, especially a pocket quarterback who's not used to playing, you know, in a harried sort of frenzy. That's not their game. Um so I've given him some leeway, but you know, with each passing week, the 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 pressure is getting better. And he's not slowing down. He's still sped up. He's he's just playing jittery. He's not going through his reads. He's making improper reads at times, in my opinion. And it's just to the point now where he's not he's he's just not playing well enough. And if all in my opinion, if all things were equal in terms of, you know, who wants to see him play, is ownership weighing in and saying, like, we screwed Macron so up but so much. Uh, uh, so much last year we're giving him a whole lot of rope this year he gets the whole year you know you're under orders max your starter this whole year you did it for cam newton do it for mac jones he is our first round pick i could see that happening i don't know whether that's happening um if they had a better backup situation in terms of bailey zappi who they've cut or will greer who they don't who they don't think is in the right place yet or Malik Cunningham's not even a quarterback if they had a better option then you know I think that Mac Jones would if he wouldn't already be on the bench he would be playing for his job this weekend against the Colts because normally teams prudent teams like the Patriots who don't rush into anything you know, they normally take a beat during the bye week, reassess, self-scout, where are we? Do we think we can do better with somebody else? Can we get somebody else coached up now at this point, you know, with a bye week, with extra time? You know, I think that if Mac doesn't play better this week, then I think that he is in danger of losing his job. I'm just telling you what the film shows, and that's what the film shows. I'm a Mac guy. I'm a believer in him. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's been let down by times at times by what's around him. But the evidence is just becoming too overwhelming that he's leaving too much on the field, too many plays on the field that could make this team, uh, you know, come out ahead in some of these games, especially against a team like the Commanders. This is a game they had to win. They should have won. And it's just not good enough. I don't think there's any denying that he hasn't been good. Yeah, I I think all of us universally watch him and say, that's not good quarterback play. He's not good. He's he's too inconsistent. He makes some throws. He misses other throws. I think that's obvious. I, like, I'm beyond the what at this point. I think what the most important part of this is, is the why. We know what we're seeing. Question is the why. And yeah. what we're seeing is, you know, a quarterback that 
doesn't even look like an average quarterback. And, and whether you hate Mac, love Mac, none of that matters. Uh, you know, Greg and I have been, I think, pretty much on the same page with Mac. And this this Mac conversation is so weird because people just move the goalposts. They add premises that never existed like, oh, well, yep. C.J. Stroud's doing this in Houston. Yeah, Mac isn't C.J. Stroud. He was never supposed Josh, to be. Look what Josh Dobbs did this week. Yeah, it's like even if you didn't like Mac, you hated Mac. Coming out of college, this guy should have at least been an average NFL quarterback, should have at least been able to do the job, stand in the pocket, make throws. So why is that not happening? That's the question. And I just think he's a quarterback, Greg, with zero confidence at this point. It's been shattered for several different reasons, whether it was being embarrassed on national television against Chicago by his head coach, whether it was, you know, his own shortcomings playing the position at times. And now he's rattled because he's questioning himself. He's got zero confidence. He has zero trust. He has zero chemistry. With a lot of these guys, you play Jalen Rager, who signed on August 31st. You play Tyquan Thornton, who came off of IR on October 10th. You play Juju Smith-Schuster, who didn't do much at all in preseason and camp. These are guys he doesn't even like know. He does not. And when he and and again, this isn't making Mac blameless. I'm telling you why we see the quarterback we see right now, at least in my estimation. So zero chemistry with the guys out there. His mechanics and footwork suck. And I think that's because the offensive line crumbled in front of him and he shook. And the question was, would he be able to respond and consistently return to the mechanics and footwork? No, it looks like he was shook and he's been incapable of consistently giving you good mechanics and footwork because in the back of his mind, I believe as soon as he sees someone possibly getting rush, it's just shot. He's a guy who got hit a million times and got a lot of pressure in the beginning of the season and hasn't been able to get back from it. And I just think the ultimate question that has to be asked, Greg, and you asked it is, is it too far now down the road where he'd ever be able to return to at least an average guy? I think this year that question gets tougher to answer, you know, in a positive manner. Um, and I, I think it's going to be a lot to try to bring him back because I, I think he is far down the road of, of somebody who's just, not sure of himself and not playing well. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I Nick, look, I, I think you you bring up a lot of valid points. I mean, I think that to me, you know, watching him and seeing the lack of improvement, and you know, look, he does make you know a couple of dime throws, and I had him for I think I gave him eight plus throws in this game. I mean, you know, the throw to Hunter Henry for the touchdown is is a dime. I mean, it's it's a it's a beautiful pass. Um, you know, the Rager pass that he dropped was a great pass. Um, the interception to Juju was a great pass. I mean, he started off two of his on the drive. I gave him two plus throws. The first throw of the game to Demario Douglas was a really nice throw. Then he, you know, he, he hooked up with Ramondre Stevenson, you know, on a little arrow route. Like that was a really nice throw. And, you know, you you see these things, but then you see, you know, the Ramondre Stevenson real route. I mean, that's just. That's just absurd. He can't miss that throw. And even the Tyquan Thornton, um, I don't know if that was that a third down or a fourth, the fourth down? down? The fourth down and short. Was it what was it uh, yeah, but it was it was it was the throw deeper down the field. Yeah, it was Tyquan. the first drive of the game, right? First driver game, uh, fourth down, and he and he he missed them. Yeah, I think that uh sorry, I'm just looking at the play by play. So oh yeah, fourth down throw to Tyquan Thornton. Look. Do I think that Taekwon, um ran the right route? 
exactly how they wanted to? Probably not. I mean, he never does. Neither does Demario Douglas. I mean, every every game, there's two or three times in the game where Hunter Henry or Mike Gesicki or Juju or Devontae Parker look at Demario Douglas and be like, dude, you're in the wrong place. Um, you know, so he's dealing with that. But that fourth down throw, there's no pressure around him. The pocket opens up. And Mac throws it before Tyquan Thornton gets out of his break, where if he just takes another hop and Tyquan gets that separation, you put it right on him, and it's a big play. That's a throw that's got to be made. There was another throw to Jalen Ragor that was similar on the right side of the field, where there's no pressure. Take the extra – oh, no, it was a one-on-one throw where, you know, it was it ended up 10 yards beyond Jalen Ragor. But – it's one-on-one coverage. Just put it on him. Like, give him a chance to make a play, and he doesn't do it. And that stuff is just – it's its frustrating because I know he can make those plays. But like you said, the cause and effect. Like, you know, what caused this? Can he get out of it? In my opinion, you know, outside of a complete change in the off, I just think he needs a complete change. Of scenery, I think it's too far gone at this point. He needs a reset year. He probably needs to go someplace like San Francisco and be a backup and, you know, get in position to where if somebody gets hurt, if it's Brock Purdy or whoever, you know, somebody that you can so- somewhat compete with, but just settle down, get used to a new system, um, you know, that sort of thing, you know, but I just think at this point, it's too far gone. But as far as this season with the Patriots, Nick, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about this. But, you know, when you think about making a change and the easy thing is, you know, people are just like, oh, Mac Jones sucks. You know, let's you know, he <laughs> needs to sit. We need to do this. But OK, so what's the alternative and what's the what's the end game? I mean, you know, is so you put Bailey Zappi in. OK, and say he does well, say he plays better than Mac Jones. What does that mean for the future? Does it change your plans at quarterback anymore? It'll win you a couple of games. What good does that do? You know, same thing with Will Greer. Is he your quarterback of the future? No. I mean, I guess maybe if he lit the world on fire, but it's just like you look at these things and you're just like, all right, if you want to make a decision, and I don't disagree with, you know, playing somebody else at this point, but it's just like, all right, well, what's the end game? And is it is it worth doing that for this franchise? Couple things. Uh, I think you know the Max sucks stuff is just to me. It's just disingenuous because we're not talking about talent. Like here, here's the thing that is just the straw man's argument. People try to paint those like myself and Greg uh, and others who have talked about the quarterback. They try to paint us in this corner of like, oh well, you know he's he's just not super talented. He's not super talented. He can't throw. He doesn't doesn't have a strong arm. None of us ever said that he has a strong arm. None of us have ever said that he has elite physical traits. I feel like I've been very consistent on Mac, which is average to above average quarterback and somebody who has almost no elite physical skills. But I've said that over and over and over again. I don't know why people want to try to like relitigate this thing. We're not talking about talent problems with Mac. The shortcomings are obvious. We're talking about fundamentals. We're talking about the basics. We're talking about things that Mac was good at, if not really good at, through stretches of his NFL career. 
We're talking about a guy who can't get his footwork right. That's not a talent issue, folks. That, that is, there's a reason why all of a sudden you just break down. We didn't see this really at all in 2021. We didn't even see it much last year with the, like the, there's just a jitteriness constantly. So it's, it's not about, you know, his talent level. I think all of us know who he is as a quarterback. And as far as where it goes in the future, I, I, I mean, look, I still stand by this. The most important thing that could happen for the Patriots, whether you want Mac here or not, and and I'm I'm looking at this and saying like, there's no reason to hold on to him. He hasn't he hasn't played well enough for you to say, oh, he's the quarterback of the future. I think you'd be mm-hmm. delirious if you said that at this point. But still, even if you want to get rid of Mac, the best thing that could happen is that Mac turns this around. So I keep playing him. I don't have a better backup plan. Zappy and Greer aren't the guys. Cunningham's not a quarterback. I keep playing him. And if he flames out, he flames out. We swung and missed. He's fried. We'll ship him off for a seventh-round pick or a sixth-round pick in the offseason. But at least we know he's absolutely fried. If you play him and he and he's somehow, some way, and again, I don't think this is likely, but this season is about 2024 now. The best possible thing that can happen for this football team for 2024 is that Mac figures some things out. Because even if he's not the answer for you in 2024, he's going to prove to the rest of the NFL that he could possibly be the answer for them in 2024, which ups his value, which means you might actually be able to get a fourth round pick or a third round pick for the guy in the offseason. And if you don't land in the top three, by the way, and you don't think one of these quarterbacks like Quinn Ewers or Penix or McCarthy or any of these other guys are the answer, if you don't believe that, then you're likely going to get draft, you're likely going to draft a quarterback in the middle rounds. Middle round quarterback isn't a guarantee, folks. I've been saying this on my podcast, the Nick Cattle Show. But like, there's no, there's no guarantee if you pick a guy in the third round, fourth round. So, like to me, Greg, and I don't want to be too long winded, but like to me, this is this is how I look at it. You play him for the rest of the year. You hope that he he somehow builds back his value to be at least an asset for you. And then you look at where you're at at the end of the year. If you have a top five pick, you 100% go after the generational quarterback. If you don't, then you draft a guy later on at quarterback. I wouldn't even be against bringing in a vet. And you keep Mac if you can't get much for him. And, and then you have a quarterback competition for 2024. Until you find the guy, you don't, you don't reach for the guy. That, that's how I would handle it. Yeah, I mean, you know, fair. I mean, I think, you know, you probably play this out, see what happens. And, you know, and if he doesn't play well, then you, you know, you get a better draft pick. I mean, I, I think there's no question even, I mean, unless Mac plays like an all pro the rest of the way, which he's not going to do. Right. Then you're, he's at least in a competitive situation um, next year. And, yep. um, you know, that's that's fine. I mean, that's what he's earned. You earned what you get. And, you know, he's going to be in a competitive situation at the very least last year. He's got to battle his butt off. And then if he ultimately wins the job, then he's going to have to keep the job. But the the Patriots, as usual, left them no other outs at, at the position. They're stuck with what they have, especially on offense, because this is what Bill does. He leaves the offensive sh- offense shorthanded, doesn't think much of it, thinks that you can win with defense and special teams, or at least keep it close enough, and then they can they, they can make plays. The coaches can make plays for the players, and it just doesn't work that way anymore. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel 
America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action NFL. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including you got spreads, you got your player props, you got over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. All right, Belichick's future. What are we thinking right now at 2-7? and seven? Um, Well, you know, I know there's a lot of talk about, you know, could he could he be let go after this Colts game or on the way home or what have you? I, I don't see very much chance of that happening. I mean, you know, the crafts are very much about public um, perception. And I think that and you're already starting to hear some of it. I heard Rich Eisen um, this morning on his show. You're seeing, you know, some of this on some of the national talk shows where, you know, first of all, they don't they think it's almost ludicrous that Bill's future is in doubt, um, given all that what he's done. But you get that a lot with the national people and especially, you know, somebody like Rich Eisen, who Bill's been really good to and with. Over the years, you know, you know, they Bill gets protected by his guys that that just goes on and that's fine. Um, You know, let's just say, Nick, for 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 shits and giggles that and, and here, let's just give a little bit of background on this. So at this point, you know, watching this team, Nick, and I don't know how you feel about it, but, you know, as everybody knows, I watched a lot of the Raiders the past year and a half because, um, you know, I like watching the McDaniels offense. I want to see a team built to them rebuilding the Raiders. We all know what, what happened there. Um, you know, what I see at this point with this team, and I'll be very interested to see what happens against the Colts in Germany, long plane ride, all that stuff. Um, if this was the Raiders, if this was the Matt Patricia Lions, if this was the Joe Judge Giants, uh, this would be rock bottom would be coming up in this game. Um, yep. Because this is what I've learned from, you know, watching all of these guys from the Patriots tree. And I, re- I respect all of them. Um, I think highly of a lot of them. And, um, you know, but what happens is, and I think that the Josh and Dave Ziegler were doing a good job in terms of rebuilding the Raiders. Like the, if you thought of them as a playoff team, like that's who they were before they got there, then I can't t- then I can't help you. But that that team wasn't a playoff team. They had a negative point differential. Uh, I think the year that they made the playoffs, and they you know they got lucky to make the playoffs. They weren't a playoff team. It, it, that team needed to be rebuilt. And in a lot of ways, I think they they did a good job. Like I think you know when they play, they played hard. You know, but the problem with the Patriot way is, and these guys don't know any different, you know, McDaniels, Patricia, 
Joe Judge, guys who, Brian Flores when he was in Miami, guys who were born into professional football here and came up here, you know, as opposed to like Bill O'Brien, who had been other places, or Brian Dayball, who has been other places. You know, what happens is, is that this play, they demand so much of the players, long meetings, long days at the facility, and it gets worse when they're not playing well, it gets worse. The only thing that the Patriots people know what to do when things aren't going well is to coach the players even harder. That worked here because they won. The players could see the light at the end of the tunnel. AFC Championship games, Super Bowl, Super Bowl victories. Tom Brady's there dealing with all of it, just like all of them. He's one of the all-time greats. That made that work. The problem is, is that, you know, it, when the wins don't come, when they when the players, you know, Josh, I think, was given, you know, first year, okay, Carr didn't make the plays. The players saw it on film. The quarterback's got to be gone. The play, the quarterback was the issue. We were right there. How many one score losses? So, you know, you get the first year, but the second year you bring in another quarterback, you bring in a couple quarterbacks. It's year two. And now nothing's changing. It's the same stuff. The quarterback's not making the plays. We're not winning games. All of a sudden the players start like looking around at each other and being like, why are we working so hard at this? Like, so now we're losing and now it's our fault even more we're getting yelled at even more longer meetings that's when that's when the players start to tune out and right now bill is in that situation you know forget about his resume like a lot of these guys don't care about his resume i mean some do but you know you think jack jones and jc jackson really care about his resume you know so bill's in the situation with okay last year didn't go well that's fine sort of like mcdaniel's first year in vegas then you have this year. They come out, they're two and seven. Now the players, I think, are looking around being like, so so what are we working so hard for? And I think I think they're on the precipice of, you know, they could you could see a lot of letting go of the rope this week against the Colts. And if that happens, Nick, I don't think Bill's gonna get fired. I don't think he deserves that. I think that there would be such a negative outcry from a lot of people being like, I can't believe you did Bill that way, that the Crafts aren't going to do that. I, I I have a very hard time seeing it. I mean, I guess you never say never. But here's here's my, my thing, Nick, and I'll wonder what you think about it. You know, watching this game, watching how inept they were, watching how, you know, the third downs are giving up on defense, all the special teams penalties, you know, stuff that is a core to what Belichick believes in. If they bottom out against the Colts, and we're talking about a blowout, blowout loss against the Colts, they're not competitive. Do you think Belichick gives any thought to resigning during the bye week? That's I hate you. Watching the, I hate you. Why, why, you hate me? I hate you. Were you I was gonna, thought too? I wanted to, yeah, I was I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna try to like finish your sentence, but I was gonna ask you, would Belichick fall on the sword? Would Belichick look around and be like all right, I'm done with this shit. Like, they're not listening. I'm tired of it. I'm 70-plus years old. Um, I, I want to continue to coach, but obviously it ain't working here. I know thing. I know where this is going to go. <laughs> like, I'm 2-8. and eight. I, 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 see my, I see my professional death happening in New England. I'm going to take the rest of the year off. I'm going to give Gerard a shot. Promote Gerard. See if Matt can get some life back. I'm done with this. This is this ain't good. 
I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked. Um, here's what I would say about Belichick. My concern about what's going on, and this happened at the trade deadline, I think. More concern about 2023 than 2024. Mm-hmm. Everybody else outside of this bubble and everybody that's in the front office, and you saw Jonathan Kraft and Robert Kraft's conversation in the owner's box during the game that's got a lot of attention. Everybody knows this is now about 2024. But Bill is not going to let that happen because Bill, as the head coach, shouldn't let that happen. Mm-hmm. But if he hangs on, you know, you see playing Marte Mapu 10 snaps on Sunday. And I know, I know he has, I know he's done wrong, okay? Yep. But again, are you in it now to develop these young guys and let them learn from their mistakes during the, the bullets flying? Or are you more, I've got to win every game I can to catch Shula. I've got to win every game I can because I, I want to show people that this team isn't as bad as they think, that I'm not as bad as, as people think. You're going to be focused on that if you're Belichick. And that means acti- not activating Kayshawn Booty, even if, he, even if he's you know having off and on practices or whatever. You play a guy at Tyquan Thornton who lasted three series because he's a mess. Like, so you're, you don't activate Booty to give him a shot. You bench Pop earlier in the year because he fumbles on a, on a nice hustle play by Chubb. You play Mapu 10 snaps, and you're playing him at deep safety instead of where he should be playing in the box to see if he could be a linebacker for 2024, that athletic linebacker that we've talked about. You're playing him on the deep end because you failed to replace Devin McCourty adequately. That's my concern, is that this is going to be a team that's going to be run like a team that's still trying to win every game when, they sh- when we know they're going nowhere right now. And instead of 2024 being the focus, 2023 is the focus, and that's going to hamper and stagnate talent. It's going to stop Mapu from getting snaps where he should be getting snaps, et cetera, et cetera. That, to me, Greg, is a bigger problem. And that's why they should have shipped Uche out. Like He's mm-hmm. got no future with the team. Jacksonville reportedly offered a fifth. Take a fifth. Oh, a fifth yep. round, a fifth better than zero. Yep. Uche played 20% of the snaps this past week. He's going to play 35 when he's healthy. Like, put Keon White out there. Anthony Jennings is going to be a free agent. Give him, you know, give him the snaps. Like, give other guys opportunities. And that's my concern with Belichick hanging around. Yeah, it's a good point. This is a good discussion. Let's let's continue it after a break. What if there was an app that used AI and machine learning to suggest smart sports bets? There is, and it's called Odds Are. It is a mobile app you need to know what bets of the day are smart ones. Download the app, sign up for an account, and let the latest data analysis guide you through today's point spreads, money lines, and over-unders. I just did it. It's easy. If you see green, that's a smart bet. If you see yellow, you're on your own. If you see red, don't do it. Odds are it doesn't take your bet. It makes you better at it. With odds are on your mobile phone, you're a tap away from making a smart play. It's smart betting made simple. Find Odds Are app in the App Store or on Google Play. Get a two-free-week trial. It's just 10 bucks a month after that. But hey, listen to that. That's for the usual people, the normal people. Listeners to this podcast, the Greg Bedard Patriots podcast, you actually get a special deal. Get your first 30 days of the app free. Just go to oddsr.com slash Bedard to download the app. That's oddsr.com slash Bedard, 30 days of smarter betting free. We'd call that a winning bet. 
The casinos and sportsbook want you to bet. Odds are wants you to win. Go get it. So, Nick, you know, to further the discussion on Belichick and, you know, could he resign? I mean, do I again? The premise is that it bottoms out against the Colts. Like it's right. bad. It's like right. Saints Dallas bad. Yeah. Um, you know, we all know Belichick is extremely smart. And most of the time he thinks down the road and he's going to he's uh, that's a long plane ride there. It's a long plane ride back. And he has to be thinking of, all right, let's play this out. You know, war war game style. Let's play out all the moves. Okay. If this continues on, we just bottomed out. We're two and eight. Like the guys, they're starting to tune me out. Okay. I'm going to be let go after the season or we're going to mutually part ways. Um, you know, to, to me, the big thing when I think about the possibility of Belichick resigning is that, you know, what's, what's his mantra always been about the decisions that he makes and about how he leads the team. I do what's in the best interest of the team. Now, what's in the best interest of the team? What's in the best interest of the people that have worked for him for a very long time? The people that he brought in who are on the coaching staff, who are on the, you know, the 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 support staff, like all that stuff. You know, to me, the best thing is let me step aside and let's let Gerard have a chance at this. Let Gerard and Billy, you know, take over you know, their sides of the ball, Gerard as head coach, you know, whatever with Steve, maybe it looks really good and maybe they keep everything intact, all my people. And I'm the only one, you know, stepping back, you know, that's, that's a positive, you know, what if the, what if Bill thinks that the crafts are getting in, uh, you know, an inkling to make a complete reset with a whole different direction? Is that the best thing for Gerard and Steve and Brian and Billy and, uh, you know, all these guys, um, you know, but B- Bill's going to look at it and say, like, all right, look, I- I'm not going to be the coach here next year. I I know that at this point, these guys aren't playing for any more. There's no difference between us and the Raiders and the Lions and the Giants. They're, you know, they're letting go of the rope. And, you know, I think that Bill, if Bill gets up there after the bye and says, you know, I, he gets up in front of the media on whatever, Zoom or whatever, and says, um, Look, I've thought long and hard about this. Um, I've always done what's in the best interest of the team. It's obvious at this point, me leading the team is not in the best interest. It's time for somebody else, and I'm going to give them that opportunity, and and I'm going to step away. I don't know whether I'm going to coach in the future. I don't know what my future is. But for right now, for the Patriots, for my players, for my coaches, the best thing is for me to step away and to invite in a new voice, and that's what I'm going to do. I think that would be. If it ended up being Belichick's last move as Patriot coach, I think it would be something that people really respected and, you know, would go on his resume. And, you know, instead of, you know, what's the alternative? You're going to be, you know, um, you know, Earl Bruce with Ohio State. You're going to go down as a bitter man, you know, fighting and and fighting against it. You're going to drag the crafts in the court to uphold your contract. Like, you know, what are you going to do here? This is your final act. And I just think. Look, when you think about the totality of it all, you know, if they get blown out on Sunday by a Colts team going nowhere with Gardner Minshew at quarterback in Germany, 
I think that Bill has to think long and hard about like, all right, what's the end game for me? And do I just step aside right here and let Gerard take over and let him show what he can do? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I did find it interesting. He was asked about his job multiple times this week and his job security. I didn't hear anything from Bill about there's, there hasn't been a lot of thin the last 20 years. And yep. I didn't. I didn't see that confidence from Bill this week. I don't think anybody saw it. Seemed like a guy who was resigned to the idea that he was going to be asked these questions, knew what was going to happen. And at two and seven, and after the last two years, he doesn't have much ammo. And I thought you saw an almost disarmed Belichick at the podium when asked about that. When, yeah, he went to the usual muttering of, you know, the Colts or whatever. But again, I didn't think, and I don't know, Greg, if you agree with this or not. Just like watching his reaction, and I didn't think that Belichick necessarily was as dismissive as he's been in the past when asked about his future. I think he understands. Mm -hmm. Look, Bill's a smart guy. He might not be the smartest guy with offensive personnel. He might not be the (laughs) smartest guy with fourth down decisions, but he's a really smart guy. And he sees what's going on. He knows he's two and seven. And I thought you saw Belichick up there that was ready for those questions. And they lose again against the Colts. He knows he's going to get more of those questions. The media is not going to go away. And will Belichick want to continue to put himself into that situation at the podium week after week after week? Or will he say, enough's enough? All right. Look, I don't know how much you want to cover the Washington game. It was bad. They stink on both ends of the both sides of the ball. They stunk on special teams. Uh, any any special highlights you want to give the people after watching film? We we already talked a lot about Mac. Uh, did you enjoy the wide receiver play on Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> um, not really. What's funny, Nick, is that this was probably Juju's like best game right until yeah. the last pass. You were like, oh, you know, not that. Oh, look, there's something there. Just like, all right, he's functional like you can do something he had a you know a 20 yard pickup made a couple of nice you know diving catches like you know it was it was refreshing but um you know i think you know just a couple of notes um you know a couple of drops out of the 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 running backs you know stevenson gives up a hurry and pass protection i mean they do a lot of good stuff the 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 long touchdown was and i thought that um who was it on the call for the game it was who did the color this week? Oh God! Oh Jonathan Vilma, who was blaming oh, Mac yeah. for the interception at the end of the game for some reason. Yeah, he was all over Mac, but I thought <laughs> you know Vilma as a you know he was a great linebacker in the league. I thought he did a good job talking about uh, Jameen Davis, the linebacker, and like you can even see it on film that you know b- before the snap, like the other linebacker, you know who goes first on they were running a cross dog. He's back here and and Davis is shallow he's way too shallow like that hold if davis was even with him and let him go there's no way strange can get him and he's in the hole and that might even be a loss you know you would you would be asking stevenson to break a tackle and keep going but that you know the touchdown was a complete bust 
um, you know, by the commanders. Um, you know, those guys do Stevenson look more like himself, but you know, there's some frustrating, you know, drops from both him and Elliot. Um, Connor McDermott was serviceable at left tackle, but gave up seven total quarterback pressures, you know, in the game. Um, I thought that Cole Strange had one of his better games. I thought that Michael Wenu was outstanding at right tackle, only gave up one knockdown. The receivers, I mean, you know, Nick, I wrote down one, two, three, four, five, six, six questionable routes. And that's just when they could get the ball. It's not, I'm not even watching when they're on the other side of the field. But, you know, led by Demario Douglas with four. I mean, there was one there was one third down where I still think that Max should have went to him. He ended up throwing quickly over the middle. I think it was to Hunter Henry. It was sort of covered. But Demario Douglas is in the position where over the years we've seen Julian Edelman or Wes Welkers. Third down, third sort of short yardage. He's going to run one of those little returns. Like, come inside, bust outside. And, you know, you could just imagine Tom Brady just waiting for him to make his out route. He puts it on him. Conversion. Here we go. With Demario Douglas, he comes off like Devontae Parker, you know, one of these like, oh, I'm going to go slowly. I'm going to stop for a second. Then I'm going to fake inside. Then I'm going to go outside. Like, when has that ever worked in this offense? Like, what the <laughs> hell is what the hell is Troy Brown doing as wide receivers coach that you see all this stuff that you're just like, this, this never used to go around here. Why is this stuff week after week being allowed around here? You know, it's all, you know, all sorts of stuff like that. You see it sometimes with Gesicki as well. Thornton, of course. Um, but yeah, just like the attention to detail is just not good enough. And it's just, it's puzzling to me. I know Bill O'Brien is always on top of this stuff. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's, that's one of the big mysteries to this season is just the lack of attention to detail on the offense. You see it all over the place from every position, quarterback, running back, offensive line, wide receivers. It's just, it's pervasive throughout the film. And it's, we're in week nine and this stuff's got to be over by now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, could have had DeAndre Hopkins and Jacoby Myers on this team. So there's that. Oh, All right, uh, don't do that to me. <laughs> but could you imagine people were actually pushing back on the idea of Hopkins joining this team? Like he couldn't, he couldn't help this. They were, they were, they were desperately clinging on to this idea that they had enough and you didn't need Hopkins. And um, and, and Bill knew that Juju was pretty much one like a Juju defensively. Uh, not, not very good either. There, Greg. No, I mean, you know, way too many third downs. I mean, you know, people will be like, oh, the defense played well, and I'm sure their success rate or, you know, expected points added and all that stuff looks good, you know, because, you know, you play good for, for two downs, two or three out of four downs, but on the fourth down, you look like complete crap. I mean, you talked about Marte Mapu earlier. Uh, do you remember the play where Sam Howell threw late, 
deep to the left. Jabril Peppers ended up coming and and yeah. helping break up the play, but it was actually you know Howell threw behind. You know he didn't leave the. It should have been a touchdown. That was Marte Mapu. He completely busted that coverage. Jabril Peppers was not happy. It was supposed to be covered too, and he got sucked in. And you know, so this happens every week with him, which is surprising because I know he's that kid's smart as hell. I'm surprised he's not making these corrections. Um, I thought they were really good up front. Now, look, I know the pressure wasn't great overall, um, you know, but I thought like Christian Barmore, it was a beast again. He's played great for the last like four or five weeks. Dietrich Wise was really good in this game. You know, some gap issues here and there. The secondary, a lot of missed tackles, more blown assignments. Um, again, it's just the, when we talk about Belichick's future, and about, you know, the things that he's going to look at and, you know, could his frustration level get to the point where he's just like, man, I'm obviously not getting through to these guys anymore. It's the stuff that went on. It went on on defense on Sunday, on special teams with their penalties. I mean, you know, a punt touchback from like the 50 when there's no reason for it. Douglas fielding a ball deep. I mean, you know, it, if if you're Bill Belichick and you pride yourself on especially uh, my defense and special teams will be good. They'll they'll keep us in the game. And you know, look, we're talking about a game that was relatively close. I mean, but I had the I had Washington for like nine or ten unforced errors in this game, where the game you know should including of course the interception. But you know, you watch this game. The Washington offense was in complete control this entire game. They had. And Sam Howell was part of it. He looked so calm, cool, and collected. They had no issue. It was obviously tough sledding for the Patriots' offense. I mean, but when you're Bill Belichick and you look at this and you watch the film come Monday, like I, I just have, you you have to come away and just be like, oh, my God, I'm not getting through to any of these guys. That my defense is looking like this. That guys like Jack Jones and J.C. Jackson look like they're going off that reservation, not only, you know, in their social media and in the locker room, but also with their play on the field. And that my special teams – are causing blunders all over the place. Like, you know, you, he has to be saying like, am I effective at all anymore as the coach of the Patriots? And, and I think it's a, I think it's a valid question. Episode, we'll get to three up, three down quickly, but episode is brought to you by FanDuel, exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. New customers receive $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. All right, Greg, just you today. We give a short on time. Three up. Uh, so, uh, I'm going to go Christian Barmore, uh, Dietrich Wise and Michael Wenham. I thought they were, all those guys were outstanding in the game. It's good to see, um, uh, Barmore doing what he's doing. I mean, Dietrich Wise and a we expect, uh, expect that of them. Uh, but they were really good. We might be at the point where Owenu should just play right tackle for this team, and yep. they might think about extending him and playing him at tackle next year. I know that there was pushback on that, but you got Trent Brown and nobody else right now <laughs> to play that spot. Three down. Uh, Mac Jones, who we talked about, Connor McDermott, um, seven pressures. And then on defense, I'm just going to give you a few names that you can put into this. Um you know, let's see. Uh, Jalen Mills, Jack Jones, J.C. Jackson, Miles Bryant. The defensive backs. Good job, guys. Good job, good effort, fellas. 
Shout out to Jalen Rager. He's on my down list for looking like a drunk penguin trying to catch the football. His, <laughs> his feet slipping and sliding underneath him. Clean field. Clean. The guy's stumbling and bumbling at the. T- <laughs> he could. He couldn't keep his feet, and then he tried to catch the football like he has two stones for hands. <sighs> it hurts. He's Greg. I'm Nick. Hope you enjoyed it. Back later in the week to preview another disaster. Till then, enjoy yourself. FanDuel is the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL.